Hello, everyone, and welcome back to PBN Style. This is the number one podcast for think-ups, startups, and scale-ups who want to use authentic marketing to attract, engage, and convert the right audience. Now, Before I get started talking about today's guest, I want to share some new information with you about the podcast. We are headed into the end of the year. We are in November. We've got one more month to go. And with that said, we're starting something new. Isn't that interesting? I have never had seasons on PB and Style before, but starting this month, we are going to have seasons, meaning In the middle of November, we will be rounding out this season of PB and Style, which means we will have brand new episodes starting up after the new year. But don't worry, you have tons of content to listen to here at PB and Style. So you can always go back and listen to those episodes you haven't heard before. But I will be creating new content on my website, andreapatrick.com during this period. So you'll have blog posts and videos to entertain you and help you grow your business and get prepared for the new year. So no worries there. I have got you covered. This entire podcast is about helping you with your authentic marketing and one of the best times to get, uh, everything prepared and set up is at the end of the year when you are getting things set for the next year to come. So that's what I'll be doing. That's why we're going to close out this season next week and you will have tons of new content to enjoy. It just won't be podcasts, but you can always go back and listen to the podcasts that are on my website already. AndreaPatrick.com forward slash podcast. Now, onward and upward with my guest today. Like I said, we're at the end of the year and we all know what that means. It means holidays. And this week's guest, Miss Arlana Brooks, is someone we all should want to know around this time because she has a cookie business. And I'm so excited to talk with her today. Arlana Brooks is a multifaceted woman, a devoted mother with a career in civil engineering and a lifelong love of baking. Inspired by her own mother, she learned early the culinary techniques that would later serve her own company. She founded Arlana's Gourmet Cookies in 1993 when a simple gift of cookies led to substantial orders for individuals and future events. Arlana's elegant style is demonstrated in her high-end packaging that is made with beautiful accents and personalized accessories for men and women. Arlana's Gourmet Cookies is dedicated to bringing people a creative and delicious cookie that leaves them with a filled stomach, and happy heart. Now, who doesn't want to find out more about those cookies? Now, as you know, your girl is not going to leave you hanging and all of Orlana's information is going to be in the show notes below this podcast, or if you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple podcast, you will have access to those notes as well. Listen, guys, I am so excited to talk to her for a couple of reasons. Number one, she took something that she loved, a passion of hers, and she parlayed that into a viable business. And when you hear me talk with her, you're going to hear she has really built this business out and has grand plans 
for its future. So if you're someone right now listening to this podcast who has a passion for something and you have no idea how to turn that into a profitable business, listen to this podcast. You definitely want to hear this podcast because Arlana is talking about her own personal journey. And somewhere in there, I'm sure you will find something that resonates with your situation. So listen carefully, take notes, and learn how you too can take your passion and parlay that into a viable business. Now, I want to use a word with you because it is a key, a little hint into what we're going to be doing in 2021. This entire podcast is about someone who pivoted, haha, and is now doing great things in their business. So if that's something that you want to do, you want to learn more about, and you want to hear from someone who's done it before you, then keep listening. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. All right, guys, we are back. My mouth is watering. <laughs> Could it be because I haven't had lunch yet? I don't know, but a good sweet treat is always something for the palate, I must say. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Thank I'm you. so glad to have you on the show. Um, you answered a call. I appreciate it so very much. Um, I really want to not only highlight you here on the podcast, but also have you inside the Facebook group, my BTB Boss Talk group, for other women um, who want to take something that started off as simple as a gift or whatever mm -hmm. and turn it into a business that's successful for them. And I want you to tell your story in there and be able to filter some questions even. So oh, perfect. You didn't know that little thing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's kind of where we're going with this. Um, I'm excited to have you here. Share something with us that wasn't in this bio. Like, tell us about yourself. Um, well, I am a, um, a civil engineer. I work in construction. I've been working in construction for over 27 years, almost 30 years now. Wow. Um, I love it. I um, also love the fact of being creative. So that's where Arlana's gourmet um, cookies come into play and then also baking. Um, so... I do a lot of, um, I do events, but since of the COVID, COVID. Time, we haven't had a chance to do events. And so I do um, treat bars where I don't just do cookies, but I do little um, parfaits, little cakes, little tarts as well. And, the, and, I, and I decorate it based on the theme of your event. So I take your, your, your idea and then I bring it to life. Basically. With a sweet treat. Sweet treat. Yeah, I love that. So was there a big, um, like a big epiphany moment that kind of at the time when you first started Arlana's Gourmet Cookies that maybe sort of, I mean, I know that you, you did it for a gift and people started asking and requesting it and that sort of took you into a business, but was there ever a point in time where you just kind of was like, oh my God, why didn't I think about this before? Mm -hmm. You know, was there ever a moment like that? And if so, what was it and when did it occur in this process? Right. So uh, being a engineer, I'm also part of the National Society of Black Engineers. And so going to national um, conventions every year, um, I would always bring cookies. And so mm. it got to a point where they were looking forward to the cookies and not me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so 
every time it got to a point where they would make their orders prior to the convention as well. <laughs> and um, I would either have them ship in advance or either bring them with me. So that was a um, aha a moment. But and, there, and there's been others. There's been others where there, there's always been thoughts. It's, it's kind of like, you know, this is a lot of work. Should, is this something that, that I should be doing? And then all of a sudden I get a, a, a um, call that says, are you still baking? And I'm saying yes. And so that's another moment of like, you know what, this is something that I should be doing because people appreciate the creativity and the cookies as well. That's so, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So here on PB and Style, it's all about personal branding and personal style. That's where the PB comes from in style. And I, I love the idea of people hearing your story and stories like it because I think so often as entrepreneurs or as startups or think ups or whatever, people think that they have to fit into a box and right. do what they see other people doing. And the fact that you were able to parlay something that you enjoyed as a child, something that gave you comfort and you found gave other people comfort into a viable business really does speak to the point that it's really us that create the idea, not from the outside. It comes from inside and then people see what's inside us. They appreciate it enough and want to pay for it. And then we can share it with them and make money. Exactly. Exactly. Because at times people, people don't know what they really want until they see it because people are visual. So once they see it, it's kind of like, Oh, that's, you know, I need that, you know, or can you do this? Um, so yes, people are very visual. So, and, and it wasn't that you, I mean, it's not that nobody else makes cookies. That That's the thing, you know, tons of people make cookies and if you really just want one chips ahoy is on the on on, on seven so you know it's it's not it was not about the cookie that's the thing and that's where personal branding comes in and developing a personal brand people loved arlana brooks they found out arlana brooks makes cookies they liked her cookies and now when they come to conference they want her cookies they don't want to go to the CVS down the street and pick up the chips of for their hotel room. They want to snack on Arlana's cookies. Right. And so the value of your product is not the product, it's you. And that's why what I talk about and what we talk about here on this podcast is so important because I need people to just get it. Like everybody sells something, 95,000 people are selling the exact same thing you're selling. The, the differentiation there is you. That's true. So you need to get you right. So what advice would you give someone who wants to start um, a business out of a passion or out of a hobby? No, I would say follow your dream and then follow your passion. Um, Nobody knows what gifts has been given to you except for you. Mm -hmm. And you know what that passion is. So follow your passion, um, network, talk about what you do. Um, because what typically happens is that somebody that you're talking to may know somebody else that can use your um, services and um, just in, do a lot of um, you know, research as well. Because there's so much information out there. Once you start to um, research, you'll find your path and it'll give you more, more um, clarity as far as what direction you should be going as well. That's absolutely true. And I think we lose sight of that for those of us who 
have decided to take our, our passion and turn it into a business, we get so bogged down in the, the, the joy of doing the thing that we love to do that we don't think about how are we going to distribute this information? How are we going to create structure around it so that it's a viable business? How are we right. going to continue to make money? Those things are all equally as important as the talent or skill or passion you have. Exactly. And then I also find that, you know, we don't know everything and we may have um, a friend that's good at um, sales or your cost or your packaging, but the things that you have the, this idea and then the concept and you can bring on a friend to help you to expand on it within an area that you don't really have that background in. As we well. have to be prepared for that too. I think um, a lot of clients that I've dealt with and people that I know, um, they aren't prepared for that aspect of it. Like they, like if we're going to use the cookie situation in baking, I mean, they know how to bake a mean cake right. and they can decorate like no one's business, but promoting it with graphic design or creating a website around yes. it or the social media, that's not our skill set. Do you believe, I had, I was interviewing, this is not one of the questions that I have for you, but mm -hmm. this, you know, we're two black women on this podcast. Right. <laughs> and one of the comments that, uh, that another um, interviewee made was she does productivity and she was talking about how difficult it is to get her clients who were primarily African-American clients to begin with to let go of the control of the business, right? And so- mm -hmm. I think that could be, and I'm asking you if you would agree, part of the struggle with us taking a hobby to a business because we don't want to give up the, the, the perceived control um, that needs to be given up in order for there to be an actual structured business developed. Do you find that to be yes. something? Almost definitely, because in the beginning, the struggle for me was to, was the packaging and having people to actually help me pack because I started off with 35 um, different types of cookies, which I still have. Oh, and I had wow. to figure out how to um, narrow that down so that I wouldn't have to make a batch and only need two. So I narrowed it down to six, but in the same um, thought process, I wanted to expand. And I know that I couldn't expand baking out of my home that, because that only takes you so far. Right. So with me, Talking about the business and other people giving me um, information, I began to go to um, to various food um, shows, um, trade shows. So that's when it opened opened my mind as far as oh, I need a packaging. Um, I need a a cold packer to help me bake if I want to expand. Um, and what does that um, you know look like? And that was one of the toughest things to find as a baker, a co-packer to help me, to take to, for me to trust enough to give you my, um, um, you know, recipes and to make sure that I'm doing my part as far as you having to sign a non-disclosure first and proceed. So, and it's always taking a, a chance, taking mm -hmm. a risk, having that faith. So you have to push forward and allow others to do what they do, who are the experts. And you can learn enough to understand what they're talking about and not have to do everything. 
because that took me some time to pull away because it takes a lot to do with the getting your ingredients, making the, the um, cookies, doing the packaging and the shipping and then the labeling, making your copies and the marketing. Marketing is, is not my expertise. Um, social media is not my expertise. So having to find the, the right people um, as well to help you and be to be able to say, okay, I trust them enough that, that I can back away and let them do their job. So. so the beauty of what you just said, Arlana, is when it comes to doing that, there has to be a level of confidence and certainty in yourself yes. in order to let go enough to give people control they need to do what they need to do. And I think that is fundamentally the reason people end up failing at their businesses because just because you know how to how to make a cookie or just because you know how to create this widget that is just the very tip of the iceberg of what you need to be successful so the the foundation of all of that has to be you knowing yourself well enough to know what you're really good at what you're not really good at yes <laughs> yes being confident enough in what you know and what you and the value you bring into the table to allow someone else in and not be afraid they're gonna steal it and take it and all that right. because right. you've done your due diligence in knowing what you do well you've done your due diligence in protecting yourself mm -hmm. so that's why I believe personal branding is so important or developing a personal brand because it's the developing of that personal brand that I think is the foundation and then how we we leverage it across platforms. You mentioned you're not good at, you don't really know much about marketing. You had to find people to help you with that. You didn't have what you needed. You needed a co-packager. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. You had to kind of let go and have that confidence. Like you said, okay, I need this to happen, but in order for me to feel comfortable with this happening, what do I need? Well, I need that non-disclosure agreement because I don't want you stealing my recipe. Correct. Right. I need to know that you understand my voice because I don't want you saying stuff about my brand that's not true. Mm -hmm. That is why having that foundational piece of developing a personal brand is so important. It's about you. The branding of your business is about attracting them, people to buy but the personal brand is about you knowing yourself well enough to relate to the people. Like, you know, your audience, these people are like, I'm at this conference. I don't really care if you show up, Arlong, but can you send my cookies? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you understand, like, so you, you related to them in a way that makes them only want your cookies at these times when they want cookies. So anyway, I could go off on a tangent about personal branding and, you know, <laughs> Why what you what you just said is so paramount in you developing a personal brand that I could go on for days. But anyway, do you, would you say that this was one of your biggest lessons? What is or what was one of your biggest lessons as you built your business? Oh, the biggest lessons. You know, there's always going to be those out there who are um, naysayers. Mm -hmm. um, I have heard quite a bit. Oh, are you still doing the cookie thing? Um, yes, I am. Then, then that kind of tells me you can't tell them much of anything else because right. they're, I don't need that uh, negativity. And you, won't, and you would understand the, the processes that it takes 
to get to the point that I am right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that has, that's one. And the challenges have been to make sure that I have my, my, my side up, um, you know, working on that, finding a, a person that can, that is capable of doing it. Cause I've, I've had my site redesigned at least three times. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've, I've gone with the, the ups and downs as far as people saying that they can do it, but they really couldn't and have pain ate them out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and then the uh, marketing and the social media portion as well, those have been areas of, um, making sure that they were challenges I'll say that mm-hmm. I had to overcome. Mm-hmm. And then also having to, um, get, get the, the funding needed in order to get to the point where I'm able to really move and have a little attraction as well. All right. So I definitely can um, relate to everything you just said. Um, in the beginning of my business, what I'm, what I kind of got, and you tell me if you kind of struggled with the same thing, is in the beginning, it was me thinking, okay, you don't have a lot of money, right? So you can't, mm-hmm. you can't do a lot of things that you see other people doing. And I struggled a lot with you know, feeling like I was being left behind. And then I struggled a lot with, um, cause I would take, even though my background is marketing, it's more the strategy development piece of it, not the distribution, not the actual implementation. So knowing what needs to be done is different from actually doing it. And so I would do webinars and things trying to learn how to do things. Like I got my degree in 95. So there was no Twitter, there was no Facebook, right? And so when all those things started coming out, it opened up um, a more cost-effective way to do marketing, but you still had to learn the platforms and understand now we know algorithms and all these different things that were in play at the time then, even then. But what I struggled with was, you mentioned going to these trade shows, was there would be something that I was like, oh, that is it. That is what I need. But I didn't have the money to get it. I didn't have any money. But it was like knowing it was there it was within reach, mm-hmm. but it was out of budget. You know, it was just not in yes. budget. Did you struggle with that? And how did yes. you, how do you handle it? Like, mm. would you, what would you say to yourself, your former self about some of those things that you know at the time you probably should have purchased, but you didn't think it was in the budget, even though you could have probably made it work, but you would have had to sacrifice a lot of other stuff. What mm-hmm. would you tell your former self about that? You know, I have a good example of that one. So <laughs> we all do, time- girl. That's where the story came from. It's like we are all in the same boat. I'm thinking, I'm looking at talking to my husband the other night, going, if I had just purchased that dad blame course, we would not be six years later trying to figure this stuff out. <laughs> my biggest thing was to be able to show my products, which means that I needed to find someone who can take pictures of food. Mm-hmm. So I had learned that is that. People, if you do, um, you know, headshots, it's not the same as taking the product. You needed a food stylist, a food right. photographer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, me looking at the, at the magazines, at the food magazines, the Bon Appetits. So I looked at, you know, um, Bon Appetit, and I looked and see who did their, did their pictures. And then I Googled, and then I contacted her. And she says, well, you know, I can, you know, my price was, I don't know, it was, too high. And she says, well, I have a 
of someone else who works um, alongside with me that I can have you contact. And I said, oh, I said, perfect. So I contacted her and um, it so happened that it was reasonable. It was economical and I'm still getting the same look. Quality, yeah. Quality, you know. And so I've been with her ever since, but I always <laughs> start high mm -hmm. and figure out somewhere in between there where it'll work. So I do a lot of getting online and then I'll search through there. I'll make some phone calls. And it was more making uh, making calls at, at that time. Mm -hmm. So making calls and finding something that was that, that would fit in my budget. Now there have been other, other times where things just didn't fit in the budget. You know, a website, you know, you want to charge me $8,000 and I have a, a $500 budget. No, I, I can't do that, you know. So, but yeah, I had to figure that out as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're saying is so universal to small businesses, think ups especially, because when you're trying to think of how am I going to take this hobby to a business and then you think about not only the expense of doing the thing you love to do but then now all these other components and it can be overwhelming because you're only one person starting out more times than not you know you're only you don't have a team of people with with experience in various areas it's just you who may only know the one thing you know and um but i think what's so valuable about what you just said to those listening to this podcast is the willingness to invest period like some people just are afraid to invest like they know they can make this widget and they're willing to put money in making this widget because it's been a hobby for so many years but now they want to sell the widget but they are looking at marketing expenses going well i don't need that you know i got people at the conference that want to buy my widget i don't i just they just tell people about it but they don't recognize that those people are eventually going to run out they're going to dry up as resources as yes. referrals yes. they might continue to buy but you can't ask them to buy every single time you need to pay a bill <laughs> you know <laughs> you need you need you need to branch out yep. spread the word gain exposure right. mm -hmm. so we have to as think ups and startups and scale ups recognize the need to invest and it's not investing in the person that's doing the work for you because I know people too who are like you charge too much or um that's you know you need to charge you know that's that's too much money I can't afford to do that right and it's it's okay okay I understand that you're not investing in me you're investing in you so regardless of whether or not you think I charge enough I charge too much money the question is, how important is this to you? How important is this to your success? You don't have to use me, but you definitely need to make room for this investment on some level, because in order for you to get to the level you're trying to reach, you're going to need help. That's true. So many people aren't willing to even invest, like you just said. And sometimes you, you have to start at baby steps yes. so be you patient. can't be patient and so you have your list of items that you need so with it comes to um you know i'm branding yourself okay i can't afford this but i can afford this right now and so this can help me get to a point where now i can i can um have them do point abc you know right. so it's the, it's the baby steps as well and not being afraid of the question, what is your budget? Can I tell you how many times as a marketer, 
I get, well, how much do you charge? I'm like, that's regardless. If I asked you what is your budget, budget then I'm, right. I'm saying to you, there may be an opportunity mm-hmm. to fit something you need in the budget you have. But if you don't True. give me the opportunity to determine that, and you just are adamant about, well, no, how much do you charge? You know, and I say, okay, well, girl, we could go on and on about this for days. It's just, you know, people are struggling with the idea of what is your budget? That question just throws people. But again, I'll just say it like this. If someone asks you that question, odds are they're willing to work with whatever budget you have. So it's, it would behoove you to answer the question and not be offended by it. Especially so if, I'm, yeah, if I'm asking you the question, then that's me being willing to work within your means and give you something. You know, so again, we could go on about that for days. I want to have, I want to ask this question because of the way you started your business with people loving your cookies when you brought them to the conference and then wanting you to bring them every time you came, you established your business that way. But has there been a point in time since then that you found a need to do more extensive market research to go beyond those friends and gain more attention from people that you don't know and that aren't familiar with you. Yes. So, cause I know, and I mean, as you said before, you can go to the same people only for so, so long, but you have to expand. So with me having to expand was to get into social media onto, um, you know, one link And, and, and then also talking to my friends that are in corporate, because that's, a, that's another area as well. And finding that person who is the gate and keeper, let's just mm. say that would order um, gift items. So that's another area is because corporates like to give thank you gifts, um, Christmas gifts, or just holidays, or you're doing a, doing a great job. So that was a, a area that had to expand to as well and not only that doing parties and 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 then also events and that came upon that basically started on its own Mm -hmm. um it wasn't as if i said okay i'm now doing this i'm not going to do treat bars so this what happened that i was doing an event and they wanted cookies so i'm like well let's just don't do cookies let's do um, parfaits and little tarts and then cakes so, so that basically took on um, a life of its own um, and then turning that into a theme as well. Um, and then when the cookie, the, what was it? It was the cookie pops or the, the mm-hmm. cake pop. Cake pop. Right. That, um, that came out. And then I got this idea of a cookie pop. I'm like, huh, I can do, I can do the same thing with a cookie pop that looks like a cake pop. So my cookie pops look like cake pops, but they're round cookies. and they look like cookies, right? So having to look at other ideas in in that manner required to do required. more market research. Yes, and then the market research in turn gave you this pivot. So now not only did you have the cookies that you could ship off, which you know in my mind would be probably the cash cow at this point because you can ship those around the world whether someone's having a event or not you don't have to be live for that during this COVID moment but outside of COVID you now have an opportunity to to be like in person helping people realize their events and then you pivoted even more to the corporate thing where now people can um 
provide their employees with appreciation gifts and things of that nature in getting with the gatekeeper and having getting to the right person, the decision maker. So guys, it's so important, like marketing and growing your business is not about just enjoying this hobby that you turned into a business. There really is structure around it. And Arlana has really proven this point with her cookies because she doesn't have to create cookies. She's a civil engineer, guys. She doesn't, she doesn't <laughs> need the cookies. But she still wants to have a viable business. And she's using the tools in her toolbox to do her craft. But she's also allowing the confidence and certainty she has about that craft to afford her the ability to put certain things in the hands of other people that can help her grow her business. As a matter of fact, I reached Arlana through a PR person. You've got a PR person that's helping you out, right? Yes. Yeah. So you you recognize that marketing is not your thing. Getting that exposure is not your thing. And so you delegated that task. I was reading a book. I don't remember what book it was. Maybe it was an article. But they said, if you are a level four or five at something, then you need to delegate that task to someone who's an eight, nine, ten at it. And you need to stick to the tasks and things that you are an eight, nine, ten at. Because it really does take away from your ability to operate in your zone of genius when you're trying to teach yourself things that you're a four, five, or six mm -hmm. in and do those things when you really should be spending your time doing the things that you're an expert in. So true. So true. Okay. And on that note, what are some of the things that you found to be obstacles as you've grown your business? And um, what, what are some of those four, five, and six things that you found as you were growing your business that you were like, mm-mm, this is an obstacle that I need to overcome with someone else doing it? Social media was definitely a obstacle because I don't have time to sit. And I don't, I'm not good as far as trying to put up in, uh, information onto one social media that connects to the other. I didn't, I didn't have time to, to figure that out. Not that I didn't, well, time, yes, I did. I, I, no, there was no time. But I really didn't have the, the gumption to figure it out. That was not something that I really wanted to take time to. Another obstacle was my website. So I had to update it because, you know, things um, um, evolve. So I had, had hired a AM lady. It didn't work out because I couldn't get in contact with her. And then I figured, you know, maybe this is, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can. So one day I went on to, went online and and I did a search on how to do a site and found my um, platform, Wix. And then from there, I'm like, I can do this. This is working. So I'm thinking, okay, I can get this done within five hours. So not quite five hours. It's an <laughs> ongoing process, but I did it myself. Mm -hmm. And that became another passion of mine because now I can, that's something that, that I can do myself along with my I'm pricing. I mm -hmm. have a person who takes care of my marketing and my social media, and then I have a, a baker. So now I just have to update my site and continue to look for other opportunities mm -hmm. um, out there mm -hmm. as well. You are operating in your zone of genius and you're allowing other people to do the things that you just don't want to do. And I think that's the big, the big thing too we should take away from this conversation 
is there are going to be things that you don't even think are important. Like, can you imagine those people who are saying, I don't need to be on social media. I don't need to have all that stuff. I just need to bake my cookies and, and it'll be fine. The attitude is the wrong attitude. It's okay that you don't want to do it. It's okay that you don't understand it. Right. <laughs> it's okay that you don't want to understand it or do it. But it's not okay not to have it. So that is an area for you to delegate to someone who that is their zone of genius. And but it's still going to give you the effect you need to uh, to get what you need done in your business. It's important. Right. So. Okay, so then I have this question that I think people don't often ask. And mm -hmm. that is, what about your competition? You know, like we talked about at the beginning of the, at the top of the show, they can go get a Chips Ahoy cookie. So we, we're not going to say uh, uh, Nabisco is your competition. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. But there are other bakers who, you know, maybe in your area and, you know, they are, you know, going down this same rabbit trail. How do you, how do you flush them out? How do you deal with that? competition situation you know how do you rise above it what is your unique value unique value i love competition because Ooh. it allows me to to inter, to reevaluate and recreate at the mm -hmm. same time mm -hmm. so i have competitors out there and i look at their sites i see what they're doing of course you want to make sure that you're prices are competitive as well or you show value to the to the prices that you have and i like to show value to the to the prices that i have because my product is not just a, a box of them cookies but you eat the cookies and then you have something to keep afterwards nice um, so i like to add value to the um, product plus each cookie is individually unwrapped which means that it has a longer shelf life and the the package that I use is a, is a is a little thicker, so it even adds the shelf life is even a little bit um, you know, longer than what you may expect as well. That is awesome because can you imagine? I mean, I'm just I'm blown away at this because and I can't wait to receive my shipment. I'm gonna have to go online. Okay. <laughs> um, but I love that, and I think that the fact that you even thought of it is 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 leaps and bounds ahead of the competition probably in you know in your area for those who are you know turning their baking into passions i have a lady down the street that i buy my cakes from mm -hmm. she's my neighbor i love her to death and it's her business but i can tell you right now um she's my favorite because she did the cake and i didn't have to um mm. but it's, it's not a homemade cake it's i mean i grew up with homemade so i know homemade right right it's not a homemade cake but it's a convenient cake and that's why mm. she gets my you know so people have various reasons as to why they're making purchases you've defined your niche like your thing is quality and substance over um just you know ordering some cookies from somebody that you know and mm -hmm. i love the idea of the takeaway and the long shelf life i mean that is that is true value proposition right there. That's just like, most times I ask that question and people are like, oh, well, because I just love what I do and I'm the, and I just feel so good when I help people and I'm like, oh, that's not what I meant. But you, you answered the question very nicely. Very, very nicely. I love it. 
So I have one last question that I try to ask everyone that's on the show. And I ask this question because I think it's important for us to get a lot of different perspectives on the answer. I have my definition of it, but I'd like to hear it from my guests, especially those that I'm doing business um, spotlights on, um, because I think that it's relatable that way. I'm, you know, the so-called expert or the person that's leading the podcast. People might listen to my thing and say, yeah, of course you'll think that's what it is because she's trying to sell me something. So I want to hear, I want to hear from my guests and find out what their thought is. So the question is, how would you define personal branding? How would I define personal branding? You know, people seem to, I think it starts with you within because people may purchase because they, they like you. They like what you offer. They like how you handle your business. They like how you take care of business and your customer service. So they may go to you versus someone else and they may not mind paying a, a dollar or two more because they know that they'll be satisfied. And then if they're not, you will definitely take care of it. So I think the personal branding, it, it almost becomes is that it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a part of you. It's not just what you offer, it becomes you. And it's intertwined in a sense, but people will see you first. And I think they also see you first in your products or your packaging or just how you handle a situation as well. Love it. That's so true. We have very similar definitions to personal branding. <laughs> I do agree. I believe people, um, you know, it's all about communicating your narrative. And I think that narrative starts when they first encounter you, period. Like whether they encounter you on social media, it's evident in the way you, the types of pictures you post, the types of captions you write with your postings. Mm -hmm. It's evident in your website. When I go to your website, do I get a vibe that we can connect and be homies? You know, right. is it, especially when you're in person, that's why I teach my daughters. I'm like, girls, people are looking at the way you look when you leave this house and they are creating perceptions about who you are and your ability to do whatever it is you do mm -hmm. or not do um, based on just the way you look when you walk in the grocery store, or when you walk in class, you know, and so I love, I love, 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 love your definition. I love that you were here with me today. I so appreciate it. Um, I have a, a smidge of a diabetic issue, so I can't have okay. a ton of cookies, but I feel I'm going to have to order some just so that I can taste it and confirm what you're saying <laughs> about the shelf life. So this is the test. Okay. <laughs> this is I am doing yeah. quality control. It is important that there is a quality control component to your offering. <laughs> and they freeze well as well. Ooh, that's another great value. Yes, another <laughs> great value. Thank you so much for being on the show, Arlana. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it too.
All right, guys, listen, this has been a long conversation about personal branding and cookies, honey. So listen, if you are struggling with your business and you have heard what Arlana said and it resonates with you, you, you know that you need to do something different to get a different result, there are a couple of different options we have here. Number one, you can always join my Facebook group, the BTB Boss Talk. I will put the link in the show notes. It's a place where we're having discussions. I've got masterclasses going on in there and you get the scoop on a few things before everyone else does. Also, Arlana is going to be in there. She doesn't know it. We don't know when, but she's going to be in there. And you'll find out about that if you are inside the Boss Talk um, Facebook group. Also, you have the opportunity to grab, I have a free online course. It's called the Authentic Marketing Blueprint. You can grab that. It's four days, questions, workbook, to really help as a catalyst to get you started with some of the things that Arlana was talking about. And then all of Arlana's information is going to be down there because I think as a group, the PBN style community needs to be quality control. And we need to get on that link and grab one of her, what did you say, 36 types of cookies? There's 35, but I sell six online. But you can always call me or email me if you want something that is custom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh -huh. So we're going we're gonna to see. We're going to do quality control, PBN style. Let's check this out. Make sure you click on that link and grab yours. And then leave a comment and tell me what your favorite one was you buy them and that's about you too all right guys thanks so much for joining remember you are listening to pbn style it is the number one podcast for think ups startups and scale ups who want to use authentic marketing to attract engage and convert the right audience come back and listen again next week see you later don't forget to join andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com you can also find her on facebook at af patrick consult Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.